0: Welcome to the Human Capital Leadership Podcast. We're your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We share our own original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. Please join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with the Human Capital Leadership Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. In this podcast episode, I talk with John Peebles about how learning analytics can revolutionize the way organizations ensure long-term results. John Peebles, welcome to the conversation today. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Scotland. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about how learning analytics can revolutionize the way organizations ensure long-term resilience. I think this is a really great and fascinating topic around data-driven strategies and such, and really something that every organization and every leader should be Wrap, trying to wrap their mind around and trying to understand how to better utilize existing technologies and emerging technologies to assist in this. As we get started, I just wanted to introduce uh, John and then give John a chance to share a little bit about himself. John is the CEO at Administrate, and I would love to hear just a little bit more specifically about what uh, Administrate does. Um, John, anything you'd like to highlight from your own background, whether it be
1: professional, educational, and then a little bit about administrate? Sure. I mean, probably one of the things to, to draw attention to, or at least that I'm proud of is I've got an engineering background. So I was uh, basically trained as a software engineer. That's what I went to, to university for. And I had the opportunity to be involved in a healthcare technology startup about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago at this point. And, and that was important experience for me because that really rammed home the significance of having great learning infrastructure. Uh, we were a fast-growing tech company at the time, and we couldn't get... That bit of our operations right and it fell under my responsibility and so as we grew we need to train partners and customers and our own team and just not having the tools and the infrastructure to do that was what really got me in, interested in administrate it, it was an internal tool that had been spun out at the time, and we're essentially learning infrastructure for large enterprises. And trying to help folks solve that problem of how do you train your whole workforce? How do you understand where people need to be trained and manage this scale across all these different time zones and countries and so forth?
0: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Yeah, super interesting. And I know Scotland, uh, maybe this is a bit surprising to some, but it's become quite the hub for entrepreneurial activity in the tech space for for all of Europe uh, and for many other parts of the world. I don't know if you want to speak to that at all, uh, you know, coming up in that ecosystem.
1: Yeah, it's something we're really proud of here in Edinburgh in particular. Uh, I think uh, right now, Scotland has the distinction of having the highest uh, number of unicorns per capita of any country in the world. So you may have heard of Skyscanner, which is really popular here in Europe. Uh, FanDuel obviously was founded here in Edinburgh. Uh, those are probably two that a lot of people have heard of. But there's a lot of great tech companies here. And what was kind of a very small uh, tech ecosystem about a decade ago when I when I arrived um, my accent is obviously not Scottish, my last name is, but uh, has grown a lot, and we're really thrilled with some of the tech companies that have come out of here, and many of them are selling into the states. And uh, it, it's really it's really great to be part of.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I, I remember the first time I had a conversation a few years ago um, with with some of the people in the economic development kind of sphere in Scotland. I was a little bit shocked by, you know, I, I was unaware of, of the, the great growth um, of, of that particular uh, ecosystem in, the, in the, the sector overall. So I think that's just super exciting and it's great for Administrate to be a part of that. All right, well, let's go ahead and dive on in and talk just a little bit more now, uh, well, really laying out the foundation for the importance around learning analytics uh, you know, I think every organization has you know they 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 have their professional development stuff. They have their training stuff, their their leadership development tools. Um, every organization has a variety of approaches to try to do those things. In my experience, most organizations don't actually really know what they're getting from those various offerings. Um, and and so making data driven training, you know, decisions and and strategies around your learning objectives can be challenging if if you don't actually have the infrastructure in place to gather the necessary, the correct types of data to help you understand the ROI and understand the impact. Um, Anyways, tell us a little bit more about how learning analytics can help organizations revolutionize their long-term approach to training and development and their long-term resilience.
1: Yeah, well, so there's so many examples that I could think of and, you know, could probably just tell a few stories about how customers of ours have, have managed to achieve this. But fundamentally, when we think about learning analytics here at Administrate and alongside our customers, we're thinking in terms of how do you get a business metric that the organization cares about to move, right, one way or mm-hmm. the other. And that is a very difficult problem for most training teams to solve. And it's exacerbated by, like you said, a lack of infrastructure or maybe it's disjointed infrastructure. So even folks that have been very successful, you know, achieving this, it will usually be a very manual process and one that's time consuming and expensive. And so our goal with our customers is to make sure that our infrastructure can be put in place link it up with all the various, you know, our our kind of average customer has about 10 to 12 different learning products that the training team is using, but then also go one step further and link that training infrastructure up to the rest of the business system, whatever that would be. And there's kind of a, like a silly example, even from from ourselves about three or four years ago, we launched Administrate University, which was basically designed to teach customers how to use Administrate. And mm-hmm. you know, we launched this and it was a lot of work, and the team did a great job. And the VP in charge came in and said, you know, last week we had 50 people go through the first week, you know, and, and everybody's like, hooray. And, you know, we I think there's some Slack emojis put on the announcement and thumbs up and whatever. And the second week, the same thing happened, right? But this time, maybe it was seventy-five people had gone through, and everybody's hooray and two thumbs up emojis. And and then, because we use Administrate to run Administrate University, we then hooked up the our our instance with Zendesk, which is where we track customer requests and things like that. And the third or fourth week, the VP came in and said, "Hey, by the way, uh, we have been tracking this, and we've got it hooked up and integrated." And uh, any customer that has gone through and become certified on administrate has seen a 50% decrease in support tickets and their NPS or net promoter score has gone up by 25 points. And it was like, oh my goodness. And at that that point, we literally doubled the investment in administrate Mm -hmm. university overnight, right? And it's like that type of thing is what we want to see our customers be able to come back in. And it's funny that we almost lost sight of this. You know, the, yeah. the easy activity metrics that everybody has to hand are the first things that everybody zooms in on. But actually, when we saw that, hey, we might not need to hire those three or four planned support people over the next 12 to 18 months, if we can beef up and invest more in our training program, that was a really powerful moment that I'll probably never forget, actually.
0: Yeah. And I think about it, you know, I do a lot of work in the social impact space and the social impact space. We talk about vanity metrics versus real impact metrics. And what you're describing is, is really that applied to this training and learning and development kind of space. Like the number of users, great. The number of people who finish, great. And certify, great. But like what actually happens from people engaging, right? And that's what you're able to show through some of these other metrics that maybe you hadn't even thought about before. So it's really great that that's, you know, a really wonderful uh, example and story of how you kind of backed your way into it. Uh, All the better if we can like in advance, you know, like have this strategic (laughs) mindset around like what could these very real Impacts be on the core drivers of our business. How can these various processes help? How can this different um, these different training programs help? All of that then really does change the way organizations look at training and development um, because in a lot of organizations, it continues to be seen as a cost center, not yeah. as an opportunity for you know growth and development to you know reskilling and upskilling people so they can do more creative things, more innovative things, provide more value to the customers, add more value to the market. When you start to connect to the, the, those outcome metrics, then you can make the ROI case very clearly. And then, like you said, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, is this the right thing to be doing? Um, should we, put some more money into it, but you're like, oh my gosh, we absolutely right now need to start putting a lot more money into this because it's making a very real impact.
1: Yeah. And and so now, I mean, really what we want to see with with customers is we want them to define the success of an administrative implementation or an install via movement on whatever business metric or goal that they have, right? And I think that is... You know, five, six years ago, we were still kind of honing in on this thesis that learning analytics really needs to be at the forefront of our strategy And it was a surprise because I went and visited Boston Whaler, uh, and they're they're a customer of ours. They're not located in Boston. (laughs) They're in North Florida. But uh, we went there and visited, and we said, you know, what do you like about Administrate, and how are things going? And they were like, oh, Administrate reduces our manufacturing errors. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) that That is not the testimony I was expecting. I thought, you know, oh, these are interface, or learners like it, or whatever. And this was very early on in our journey. And what had happened is the training team there had hooked up VN APIs and early integration with their MRP software that runs their assembly line process. They were trying mm-hmm. to double the size of their factory within 18 months. That required a lot of headcount growth, that re- required a lot of actual physical space growth mm-hmm. and, and a lot of training. And so by by hooking up the manufacturing software with the learning software and knitting that together... They could see, hey, there were errors in this area of the assembly line over here, and here's the people that were working at that point in time, and where where were their certifications, were they current or not, who trained them, what materials needed to be updated, how do we prevent this? And they, in the training team basically flipped from being the cost center, like you said, to being one of the, the really critical first responder problem solvers. And so it's kind of that, what business metrics are you going to move? And also, how are we going to get the training team to be at the forefront of business change or organizational change? And those mm-hmm. are the two outcomes that we really want to see when, when people have got this learning infrastructure stuff dialed in. Yeah, that's just so cool uh, to, to see those types of examples. And I just love being
0: able to make that very clear, indisputable case, you um, to leadership throughout the organization to say, no, this matters. And no, we need to reinvest not only in this process, a system, but our people in this way, right. To, to bring about these sorts of outcomes. So that's fantastic. Um, So we've already touched on it a little bit, but maybe we could drill down a little bit more around this question of how data-driven strategies, how data-driven training strategies can really help to shape the future of business. How do you see that playing out today? How do you see that playing out, you know, a year from now, five years from now?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think it'll depend on organization sizes and life cycles and and where they are in their journey. But one of the things that we have seen a lot of is, and this is interesting, I got asked this question just the other day, which is, you know, training folks traditionally tend to not be Super analytical themselves, right? They, they love getting up and having experiential stuff and they're really great in front of people and teaching and they get really passionate about that. And so I got to ask this question, like, well, is it difficult for, for folks to become analytical? And actually my, our experience, my experience has been that our customers, by and large, know what they want to do, and they know what they need to do, but they're just prohibited by a lack of infrastructure to actually easily or inexpensively be able to grab that data. And that that manifests in a whole bunch of ways, right? I mean, even if you've got your business intelligence platform hooked up to some hodgepodge of learning systems, often that data is either a little out of date or it's not operationally honed, you know, because you're not interrogating the data every day like you would be. And a lot of times traditional learning products don't actually have all the metrics that a training team uses day to day embedded within them to extract. And so for for me, when you think about, you know, three to five year horizon, I think right now is the time to invest heavily in that infrastructure component. Because what's going to happen, and we've already seen this start, is things like AI, things like decision support and decision making and so forth are going to become more and more prevalent. But if you don't have that baseline infrastructure or that spot to put your data and have your systems hooked up together, you are not going to be able to use any of that. And then you're going to fall f- further and further behind the curve. And that's going to be a very uncomfortable place. And there's just no substitute. There's no getting around the fact that, all this new AI stuff, all this new, um, you know, data analytical tools that were, that are coming out, just, they need that foundation in order to, to exist. And, and it's really, really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The foundational piece, like you said, whether you're able to fully utilize the stack of, of available technologies today to, you know, uh, for everything that you're trying to do, we, we have to think, forward as well. And we have to think about how in many cases, and probably most organizations are already falling a bit behind in terms of the integration of AI across the various technologies that you use in your organization, how you do what you do. It's only going to be exacerbated as we move into the future. If you don't start preparing now Um, and it it does mean there's a ton of uncertainty. Like we don't exactly know how things are going to continue to progress. Things have shifted so much, even in the last six months, like who knows for sure. And the answer is nobody, but, but we prepare the best we can. We forecast and we, we look forward, um, to the extent possible. And we try to put the infrastructure in place so that we're better able to be agile and pivot, uh, in the future when the time comes and to leverage you know these these new integrations as they become available,
1: yeah, that, that is so important, I think. I mean, it's almost having a platform that allows you to change out the various tools that you're using without you know massive disruption I think is is really, really important. It's become more important over the next kind of two or three years. Uh, the other day, you know, it's like if I if I put a gun to my head, <laughs> I've got a Scottish girlfriend and I used that expression uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, that is so American guns to heads. Right. But but, you know, if you put a gun to my head and said, which which AI thing is going to be the thing over the next two or three years or which tool is going to be the the hot new thing in some category, I think it'd be very, very, you know, hard pressed to actually confidently make a pick. Right. And yeah. I I I don't think either of us who are, you know, pretty well-versed in this field would would come up with maybe the same top 10 list of things. And, and I think the more people you ask, the more varieties of lists you'd get. And so I think that's a clue that there is no clear kind of route here. And we need to be able to, to have infrastructure that can support, like you were saying, these things getting swapped in and out. Uh, a good example of this just in practice is our customer ForgeRock. They they came to us when they were just a little post-Series A startup and they've since gone public and they've gone private again and, and so forth. And they're now a very large company. But along the way, they moved from kind of SurveyMonkey to Survey Gizmo to Qualtrics, right? As the organization grew in size and complexity, their their needs changed from their tool set, but they could swap that stuff out because the baseline infrastructure was in place and and that was a really really important criteria for them to be successful and it's something that i think i would have not i I think i would have underestimated that requirement you know five to seven years ago um but after seeing their their journey and that kind of pattern repeated over and over again with our customer base i think it's so important and, and probably more important than ever yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so let's talk a little bit more about the details
0: around learning analytics. What are some of those key attributes that you think are really important and need to be part of this conversation?
1: Yeah, so I think fundamentally just at a very basic level, you need to have a spot where you can put your data. And that is, that sounds super obvious, but actually when you think about it, uh, most learning management systems will struggle here. Uh, Most training teams don't have a, you know, a SQL database or something sitting around that they can start just dumping stuff into or creating objects within and so forth. So I, I think you need that. And then really it's kind of mapping out, all right, what are the KPIs and the organizational goals that we see in our company over the next, you know, 12 to 18 to 24 months? And do we have a spot where we can put the measurements that adhere to mm-hmm. those goals? And can we then contrast that all the way back to a learning activity? I.e., mm-hmm. you know, the this manufacturing error was all the way back to, or you know, or this manufacturing success was all the way back to this person and this learning record. And I think it's it's those tra- translations between organizational goal to KPI, to learner, to learning um, activity, that it's kind of those three or four jumps that are very, very difficult for a lot of organizations to do at least automatically. And, and, you know, and, and so to have that, that that structure to map a learning activity all the way to an organizational goal is, is really important. And that's, that's what we see customers spend the bulk of their time thinking about and, the good news is, is once they, they think about it and they come up with it, they can, they can get that stuff into administrate and, and make sure that it's automated. Yeah. And can you talk us through that a little bit? Like, what does that look like for a typical
0: use case in terms of integrating into, to administrate and utilizing that?
1: Yeah. So it, it can take a lot of different forms. I mean, most, most of our customers will have some sort of CRM system, right? That is running the business. Most of our customers will have an HRIS um, and, Getting, yeah, you know, those are two big building blocks of getting employee uh, data out and and positional data and so forth and where they're in the hierarchy of the organization, and then a lot of the customers will store their their business metrics within their CRM, be it Salesforce or whatnot, and so at Administrate we had this we had this um, thesis about. Uh, seven or eight years ago that we wanted to become a platform. We wanted to become this infrastructure, but in order to do that at a technical level, we had to become an API first platform. And so what I mean by that application programming interface basically allows developers to go in and they, if you're a customer of administrate, you get access to the exact same API that we use to build our products with. So if you can see it in our product, it will be documented within our developer experience. We call it Administrate DX. And uh, you can go out there and you can look at all the different API calls and you can get access to Administrate with the appropriate permissions, of course, just like you would if you're an engineer working working for us. And that lets you do a bunch of things. That lets you get very flexible about how you interface with systems, um, all the way down to we've got a large nuclear research facility that is you know, government um, owned in the US and and there's high security clearance and so forth, including uh background checks, which you know they don't really like dual citizens like me coming in, but <laughs> british citizen u s it's okay uh but uh, you know they they wanted to make sure that uh for example, there are certain areas of this nuclear research facility that they don't want you to be allowed to enter if your training records are either incomplete out of date or you don't have the certification and so they they are working to hook up their door locks within the facility to training data and you know that that's a that's kind of a a wild example but it's not too far from the idea of they've got a commitment to security they got a commitment to safety and so forth and training is a way to do that and and double checking those training records as people are moving through the facility Becomes really important. And so you can just imagine extrapolating from there. We've had healthcare customers do the same thing where you can't even log into their product if your training records are out of date because they're FDA certified and so forth. And it's just this idea that we talk about called expanding the learning surface area, you know, and that can mean a whole bunch of things. It can mean learning, it can also mean just being able to do your job and, and understanding that the right people are doing the right jobs at the right time, all of that stuff can interface with training data. And so customers can basically use our API directly. They can use an integration platform as a service, like a Workado or a Boomi or MuleSoft, and basically knit together the programs and the in the, the platforms that they already have, but that they haven't been able to leverage as well. And so we try to we try to make sure that when you, when you buy administrate, you get a lot of value from us being able to help you manage all your classroom operations and logistics and so forth. But we also want to make the tools that you've already bought more valuable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very
1: cool. All right. So I'm noting the
0: time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute. Um, but as we start to wrap things up, um, perhaps speak to, you've already mentioned it a little bit, but speak to why training professionals often struggle with showing the impact that the training is having, um, with their organizational goals, like that alignment, um, and how we using tools like Administrate and, and leveraging learning analytics, how that really can help to overcome
1: this gap. Um, if you can speak to that for a minute, and then we'll wrap things up. Yeah, I think the the core message is just if you don't have the right infrastructure, it becomes very inexpensive and and maybe even impossible to to use learning analytics in a way that can that can move an organizational goal and so it's it's not your fault right if you're listening, you're like, "Ah, oh, I can't do this," or it's difficult to get the the stuff from Egypt and North America lined up and all this stuff that's that's normal. We see that all the time um but it's time to invest, and it's time to get out there and get that infrastructure in place because things are changing a lot uh There's a lot of new tools and services that are going to come up that come down the line over the next couple of years we're probably one of the very few vendors in the world that is not doing any sort of AI focused stuff because we want to Mm -hmm. be helping you build the, the infrastructure that AI will ride on top of. Right. And, and that's really our goal. And so it's just, it's just that get, get the systems in place and get the, the infrastructure in place to empower your team. And then, uh, you know, the, the, people will just be able to come up with all kinds of stuff where you can all of a sudden demonstrate ROI from your training that is powerful and will be speaking to in terms that leadership can understand.
0: Yeah. Well said, Uh, John, it has just been a real pleasure. I uh, appreciate your time, uh, the opportunity we've had to to pick your brain and learn more about uh, learning analytics and, and administrate as we wrap things up for today. I want to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Sure. I mean, always happy for people to email me directly. My email address is john at getadministrate.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Happy to do that. Our website is www.getadministrate.com. And we'd love to speak with you. If you've got questions or comments, uh, always happy to hear feedback. And yeah, I would just leave the audience with the thought that, uh, you know, infrastructure is super important. It's, it's boring, but it's really important. And you, and you notice it when you don't have it and it doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Invest Very well that. said.
0: Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. I encourage the yeah. audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what John and his team can do for you. Check out Administrate. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.